the Boom, Boom Athletics High Performance Podcast. Providing you with the performance training, college scholarships, coaching education, and elite athletic development. Now, your host, your host, Seth Boomsma. What's going on, everyone? Seth here once again, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Alexis Even of Parker High School, and now Mount Marty University Track and Field. We sit down and talk with Lexi about her high school journey, which included 20 state meet medals, 10 of which were golds. I think she's the best Class A sprinter ever, and she's definitely the fastest girl to come out of 2022 here in South Dakota track and field. We touch a lot on her journey throughout high school, what it looked like making that college decision to go to Mount Marty, kind of what that process was like of developing over time and having such a long and successful career that she had. A lot of advice for young sprinters that kind of look up to her and and a lot of talk about how it was training here with a lot of other really, really phenomenal athletes. And, you know, without further ado, let's dive into this podcast. Let's hear from Lexi. Lexi, thanks for being on the podcast with me today. Thanks for having me. So for those listening at home or on the road, why don't you kind of give a background of who you are and where you're heading? Uh, My name's Lexi Even. I went to Parker High School. I played volleyball, basketball, and ran track. I plan to head to Mount Marty to run on their track team and major in nursing. Awesome. So that's a very brief background for those listening. I think we got to dive a little bit more into what your high school journey was like. Um, I can hype you up a little bit here. You had 20 state meet medals throughout high school, 10 golds. Lots of accomplishments, not only on the track, but also throughout volleyball and basketball as well. Why don't you touch on your high school athletic journey a little bit? Um, I made varsity volleyball as a freshman. Uh, I started varsity basketball in my eighth grade year. And I've ran on the varsity track team and placed at state since seventh grade year. So we'll dive a little bit onto the track, but... What was volleyball like for you? Because I know you guys had some good success there a couple of those high school years. Um, How did volleyball play out for you throughout high school? Uh, The first (laughs) few years when I didn't play, we were decent. But honestly, I didn't play varsity, so I just had a lot of fun on JV. And then I had to grow into the leadership role as one of my pretty much only classmates on the varsity team. So... Yeah, it was kind of helping me create a leadership role. Yeah, so you guys made state tournament though, right? Yep. Um, My junior year, we placed third at state. Third at state. Um, So now transitioning from volleyball to basketball, what was your basketball high school career like? Um, We were never really any good at basketball, (laughs) but but I was able to be an all-conference player. So, being an all-conference player, basketball and volleyball too, right? Yep. Uh, what was that like for you? Because I know, obviously, your, your emphasis wasn't on those two sports, but I know it still meant a lot to you and to, obviously, Parker School District in having that success. So, what was it like being all-conference? What sort of time did you have to put in throughout the off-season for both volleyball and basketball? Um, it helped me gain the confidence I needed to know that I was capable at any sport to do to succeed yeah so 
Lexi's this is Lexi's first podcast, so I just want to let you guys know she will loosen up here a little bit. I can do a little bit of hyping up on her, but I want to touch on basketball aspect because that was kind of the first time that I like saw Lexi outside of track and field. So when we were over at Venom Gym, we were upstairs and Sacred Hoops would always practice downstairs. And this is when this would have been, was this summer? Was this COVID summer? Mm-hmm. So it is COVID summer. And I remember Lexi was down there practicing and honestly, I had no idea about it, but we had one of our girls up there who's now going to be your future teammate, Callie Davis. And Callie's up there training and she's like, Seth, is that, is that Lexi? I, I'm pretty sure that's Lexi, the fast girl from Parker. I'm like, is it really? And I didn't like recognize you because I, I just used to seeing you in the blue Parker, you know, uniform, <laughs> you know, and, and I see you down there playing basketball and Callie's like, why don't you, why don't you get her to train with you? And I'm like, ah, I don't really recruit. And I remember your relative Sam was like, you know, like, Hey, I want you to train my, I think it's your, your cousin. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, Hey, I want you to train my cousin Lexi and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm excited. Like, let's do it. You know, cause I had seen you race in you know 2019 kind of when we really started building boom and stuff like that you raced a few of our athletes and and whatnot and and i was like yeah let's you know let's do it and then you just never went through with it i want to ask you what made you a year later want to start training with us because you started training with us about the middle of your junior year what made you want to start joining boom athletics um so i went to a meet and i saw ella heinitz run very fast time and I was like I want to do that and so one of my good friends from Parker she doesn't run track but she actually knew Ella and she said that she goes to boom and she had put a lot of time in so I was like oh hey like I see success why don't I do what she does and see if I can get some success too yeah so I think as we dive into your track career now and throughout high school I think it's I'll dive more into the details, but I think you're the greatest class A sprinter ever. And I've told you that, and I, I said that throughout, you know, after state track meet this year and whatnot. But I believe there's a combination of things that make you the greatest ever at whatever your sport is, whatever your class is, whatever. And I think one of those things is longevity. I think your longevity kind of speaks for itself with 20 state meet medals. One year was COVID year. So every year you competed in track and field at the varsity high school level, you got four medals at state meet which yeah. is the pinnacle because you can only do four events at a state meet. And you've been able to do that 20 times. You got 10 golds, whether it's relays or individual, 50% of your medals sitting at home right now are golds. And then you were the all-class gold medalist here this year in the 200 as well, which means you're the best sprinter regardless of class. So no matter what people can say about class A, B, double A, you're the fastest. And not many people can actually say that. So I think you're the greatest class A sprinter ever. And I think I have these numbers and the facts to back it up. I want to ask you when you joined training with us, I know you were kind of going, I don't want to call it a rough patch. I just feel like you kind of like staled out. I feel like you kind of like paused. You had the COVID year. You never really got much faster going into that junior year. You kind of saw girls like Ella start to pass you up now that you used to be. Mm -hmm. What was it like when you first joined training here? What was, what was your first impression and, and different things like that? Um, to be honest, I was kind of scared and intimidated. There was all these fast girls, and I obviously didn't have the confidence yet to know that, hey, I could be one of them. So, yeah, I was kind of, kind of a little nervous. 
What, what was the, the first thing that you've learned training with us? How bad my form was. <laughs> so, so what's one thing that you picked up right away that helped your sprint technique that you could almost like teach others now? Um, I honestly never thought that my hands had anything to do with it, but ever since coming to boom, I learned that fast hands make you faster. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it established a little bit of frequency and, uh, you know, I think if people, that people that know of you, and I think there's a lot of people that you probably approach that approached you this season were probably like, Lexi, you're still competing, you know, after all these years, you know, cause yeah. you competed for so long. Um, and I think if you like actually watched the races over the years, obviously you went from, you know, being at the bottom of the podium and in the individual events to moving to a state champion, all class gold medalist and one of the fast sprinters in state history. What, uh, take me through what your technique, describe what you felt in your technique before you started training here. And now describe what you feel after training here, because I have an image and I've, I've told it to you before several times of how I always portrayed you just when I saw you compete against our athletes and now how I see, see you compete. Um, so before I came to boom, my running technique was kind of like very choppy. Uh, I was always taught, like I was always the smallest one. So I had to run into the wind. They would switch relays around, make me run into the wind. So I got told to tuck my head and just run. <laughs> so I guess that kind of carried into all of my running events. I thought it would make me faster if I tuck my head and just try to run as fast as I can. But now I come to boom and I learn that that's totally wrong. <laughs> so what, what have you like really learned now that has helped you achieve upright max velocity running? that I need to open up a little bit, uh, really dig into the ground on my start and create a better top end. Yeah. So I think it's kind of coming around now. I wish I honestly, this is weird to say, but I wish you had another year of high school after all these years of you competing at the varsity <laughs> level. I wish you had another year because like now you're really starting to see like for us, like obviously athletes see a ton of progress in year one, but year two is where athletes really go to like the next level and you just start to see insane progress. Kind of like you're seeing this summer and you've got a really good training partner with Aaron Kinney, mm -hmm. who's in my opinion, the fastest woman sprinter in the history of the sport. Um, so you're able to learn from her. You guys are able to bounce ideas off, but also have a lot of fun. What is that like? Because I know you also trained with a few other girls and that, and you guys were all in the Howard Wood Harmier final between you, mm -hmm. Daniela and the Merkley sisters. And you guys are sitting there having fun 10 minutes before the race. What is that like building relationships here and being able to train with not only the best athletes, but just girls that are fun to be around and develop friendships and long, long lasting relationships. Yeah. It's actually been really awesome and eye opening. Uh, so I've been running obviously since seventh grade, and I remember just sitting in the corner, just like kind of like, oh my gosh, I got to run next. But now I actually loosen up and I've found that I run better if I'm having fun and not so nervous. Mm -hmm. It takes my mind off of things to be able to have someone to talk to. And it's very warming knowing that I have those relationships. Well, uh, I want to touch on that Howard Woodard 100 meter final because it's, it's pretty cool for for me, just sitting in the stands, seeing four, half the field, being being our mm -hmm. girls that train train here and train together a lot of the times too. Uh, what was that like for you, being in the 100 meter final, 
taking a crack at, at being being a champ there, but also being able to be around those girls for, for yourself. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. I looked up to everybody, and since seventh grade, I wanted to be those girls that were in the 100-meter final. And knowing that no matter who won, who lost, everybody would be happy for each other, and we could laugh about it at the end of the day. Yeah, so you also won one of our Boom Athletics scholarships here, second annual, along with Cade Larson from Harrisburg. You're heading to Mount Marty next year. I feel like a lot of people... I don't want to say disrespect, but just kind of like look down upon you going the NAIA route. But me, myself, I competed at NAIA, then went pro afterwards. I can tell you that track and field is not like other sports. Track and field is like very black and white where like you either kind of have the mark or you don't. And, And the positive for you too is you're training with Aaron the whole summer, four days a week. Now you're going to be able to compete against her at a lot of the meets and she's at a division one school. Take us through your thought process of why you're going the NAIA route and you chose Mount Marty. Yeah, so I visited D1 schools because I thought that's what I wanted to do. But they weren't as welcoming as Mount Marty was. And in my opinion, you can go to a D1 school or NAIA, break records at either one, you run at either one. I just wanted that family-type environment and I knew that smaller school it would give me that. Yeah, and you're you're going to be coached by Coach Jonathan Becker, who's one of my good friends here for several years. Um, what type of impression did Coach Becker have on you? Because I Becker recruits a lot of our our kids, and I always tell him, you know, what each athlete's like. I'm like, you're gonna love working with Lexi. She's she's fun to be around and stuff like that. So, what was your impression of Coach Becker? He he's a pretty fun guy. <laughs> he. <laughs> He made me feel like he actually wanted me there. Like I would be a big, I would have a big impact on the team, not like just be a number on the team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge thing, you know, like don't just go to a school that you're just going to be a number. And even more so when you dive more into the numbers is go to a division one school, just to be at a division one school, but you have a way less of a scholarship. Yeah. You're paying your whole way through school. And then you're going to get lost in the shuffle just because you're not at a school that's the right fit for you. And that's what's important at the end of the day. And I think I, I speak on behalf of here at Boom Athletics. We're all really excited to see your career at Mount Marty. But also, I know you're going to be in great hands with Coach Becker down there as well. Um, so I think it's also important for young athletes that look up to you because you talk about just being that seventh grader in the corner sitting at a state (laughs) meet you know and and stuff like that and you're looking up to other girls now you're in a position where now athletes are looking up to you so what has that been like for you and what sort of advice could you give to a young athlete that wants to kind of follow in your footsteps so (laughs) honestly it's kind of nerve-wracking knowing that there's so many eyes on you now and everybody knows who you are. Honestly, I've never thought about what advice I would give people, I guess. It all kind of just happened so fast. So, touch on, I want to touch on finding a way because that was kind of like a model that I was trying to teach a lot of the you know, young track athletes here. This summer, we took them to club meets and, you know, training and whatnot. I wanted to teach them about finding a way because I feel like there's certain bridges that 
each athlete crosses. It could be at different points in their career, whether it's young high school, older high school, college, whatever. There's a point where you need to find a way to be successful, find a way to get your workouts in, find a way to just, you know, get your nutrition in, get your sleep, you know, whatever the case is. I think you're the perfect example. And I'll be honest with you. I think a huge reason why, you know, when we, when our team here at Boom Athletics sat down to review scholarship applicants, like we reviewed everyone and we were like, we want the hardest workers. We want the highest character kids. We want the hardest workers. And you fell right in that category because a lot of people don't know you would finish up a volleyball practice or a basketball practice or even sometimes a game and you would always get your lift in, always get your workout in. And you'd you even had, I think, a race this season where you raced and then you went back to Parker and then you're doing play practice, you know, like you're always about finding a way. And I think that's very important for young athletes to understand because there's a lot of athletes that are, might be freshmen or sophomores that are uber talented, but they just don't understand the process of finding a way. They think they're always busy when in reality, everyone's busy, but it's about finding a way to get the job done. So what does that mean to you? Because I know, I think your answer is probably, I just did it, you know, because that's what I had to do. But now looking back on it, especially on back on your high school career and your senior season specifically, what was finding a way, what did that mean to you? Well, looking back on it, doing all that, I'm like, how did I even do all that? <laughs> but finding a way, I guess, to me, it's mental. I told myself I can sleep when I get home, even, it's, even if it's for like five hours, that's enough. I get up, I do it again. If I want to succeed, then this is what I have to commit. Yeah. So I think you've obviously been a really good mentor for a lot of athletes throughout here. Um, not only here at, at Boom Athletics, but really throughout Parker and probably amongst the state scene that you probably don't even know. And they just really look up to you. Now I want to talk about who were your mentors or biggest influences, you know, whether that be growing up, but especially kind of honing in on your athletic career, who really helped influence you positively throughout your athletic journey? Honestly, probably my parents. Every meet, my dad would send me a text, tell me, I got this, run fast, turn left. My mom would tell me also that you got this, this is your goal. She would remind me of my goals and just believe in me. Mm-hmm. Um, when you would go to a meet and have all of this success and stuff like that, did you ever have, and, and I know we have talked about this a little bit before, but did you ever have other athletes come up to you and be like, oh, shoot, she's here again. Yeah. You know, she's racing. Yeah. What? What was your process like when you would hear that? Would you would you laugh? Would you be like, okay, I already got this girl beat? What 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 went through your head? Um, yeah, I laughed. So I'm like, yeah, I'm here again. I worked my butt off to be here, so I deserve to be here just as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. So getting back to training here, I think everyone kind of has one thing we ask on the podcast is like, what is your welcome to boom moment? I think there's always a moment either either good difficult bad in between whatever where they have either like a really hard workout or a hard exercise that really pushes them to the edge or they have a moment that's like a breakthrough moment where they really hit a good time or a big jump or whatever the case but it's a welcome to moment boom moment where they just kind of like you know what like not only is this going to help me get better but now i'm starting to realize the training process and the gains i'm making so what was your kind of welcome to boom 
to boom moment? Well, the first time I ran, probably a 25-7, 200. I was like, wow, this actually works. Um, also, there was, um, I've had a lot of comments on my form, how much, how much, of, how much it's improved. So that was like eye-opening, like how bad it was before, and boom, really helped me. Yeah, fix that. I think when you watch, especially this this year, when you watch your hundred meter race, the race modeling that you were able to kind of apply um, through all that training that you were able to put in, it really showed and shined through on the track. I think you know you and Daniela Lee from Coleman Egan are two of probably the most technical profession sprinters that we really had this year. And you guys, you guys just watch the race. And I always describe it, it's like a plane going off, launching off the runway. It's gradually rising and coming up. And when you watch your, your start, your blended transition into max velocity sprinting and your finish, it's just all one smooth motion. There's like no irky-jerky movements or anything like that. Did you recognize how much your race model improved throughout the year? Or was it something that, hey, it just happened because I put in so much time during the training? I honestly didn't recognize it until someone was like, wow, your form looks so good. Yeah. So Lexi's very outspoken in training activities, but in a podcast, she's a little shy. <laughs> um, you and Aaron have really trained together this summer, and it's been one of my favorite groups to work with. Uh, you guys have obviously made insane progress and stuff like that. You know, you're, you're put throwing around a lot of weight. You're running really fast on the track. What has it been like to be able to train with another high, high level athlete in, in Aaron? Oh, it's been awesome. She has really pushed me <laughs> to run those fast times. And I was like, if Aaron can do it, I got to do it. So 315, I just squatted. So I was like, I can get higher than that. Yeah. So... I want to talk about a little bit preview of next year. Um, who do you have your eyes on in the high school ranks for sprinter-wise on the girls' side? Who are you really wanting to see watch, and who do you think is really going to develop over this next year and really kind of surprise some people? Definitely Maya from T. Mm -hmm. I want her to go out there and win everything. <laughs> yeah. So Maya Newhart from T, for those that don't know, she's another one of our up-and-coming sprinters. She's a sophomore now. She's trained with you know, Lexi and Aaron quite a bit and developed a good relationship as well. Her progress has been pretty insane too. Yeah. So I think, uh, she'll be an exciting one to watch and she, without you even knowing it, she looks up to you guys. Like you wouldn't believe she always is asking, you know, when, when can I train with, you know, Aaron and Lexi and all this stuff. So it's really cool to see. I think your overall high school career is amazing. I wanted to kind of touch back on that class A, you know, legendary status. Um, I think there's certain athletes that kind of come through and have the blend of longevity, the accolades to back it up, but then also the, the character and the hard work behind it that really makes an athlete a legend and, and different things like that. And you probably don't even really realize it, but I, I'm big on legacy. I'm big on championships. I think it establishes culture and I think it teaches young people what a true athletic journey is about, you know, putting your head down, making progress, you know, beating the odds, um, proving people wrong and going out and achieving success. I know I was also, you and I have a lot in common. I was a class A sprinter. I was an NAIA sprinter. And 
I want to ask you because I, I have an opinion on this as well, but like, did you ever feel like a little bit of disrespect or slighted in a way because you were like a class A, small class A school when you would go to meets and then all of a sudden you win the all class gold medal? Did you ever feel like, yeah, you know, like I put in the work too? Yeah, kind of. Probably from like Sioux Falls Christian yeah. teams. <laughs> I guess they're all, they would always talk about, oh, we, we got this Parker team. It's just Parker what I would hear from random people mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and I think it's not even just you know other a schools in general I think it's just double a and as yeah. a whole or it's d1 yeah. as a whole it's it's something where and I think that's a chip on your shoulder it's something where you can go to these meets and you can be like hey yeah you're fast and stuff but I'm I'm the fastest girl in the state regardless of class that and that's something too that nobody can ever take away from you. In 2022, you were the fastest tournament sprinter in the state, regardless of class. Yes, you were a state champion in the one and two, but you were the fastest 200 meter sprinter, regardless of class. And so people can be like, oh, well, she won it in class A. Or the reason why she has 20 state meet medals is because she was class A. And it's like, no, you got to back it up with numbers. And that, those are the facts. And I think that that speaks volumes in terms of what you were able to do on the track and, and really be successful. I want to ask you, what is a typical meat day routine for you? What, what is your thought process like? Is there certain foods that you eat, certain music that you listen to, or is it just another day for you that you just go out and compete? Yeah. So on meat days, I usually, I'm pretty bad. I don't really eat much, (laughs) but I will wake up and I'll listen to music. I will make sure I don't do anything strenuous to my body. I guess I kind of, sometimes I roll out and stretch a little bit and then I'll pack up all my meat stuff and head off to the meat, get my Hydra IV from NG Nutra before I race and I guess just mentally prepare. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you too, I feel like a lot of athletes deal with deal with some injuries throughout their uh, training process and throughout their athletic journey. What type of injuries have you had to battle and how have you overcome those injuries in order to achieve your high level of success? Yes, yeah, so actually my senior year of basketball, I sprained my ankle. Was I upset at all? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, but... I had to go through a lot of therapy to get back quick, not even to basketball, just to the start of track because I had goals I wanted to reach. So I took a lot of time and put a lot of effort in to heal my ankle as fast as I could. Yeah, I think injuries are always kind of a part of that process and you were able to buckle down and figure out a way, once again, finding a way to get the job done and and be successful and recover that injury. Well, I think we're kind of closing in on the end of this podcast. Um, Lexi, I appreciate you coming on. We wish you the very best at Mount Marty. I know you're going to be successful down there. You know, you're going to have Coach Becker down there and several other athletes that have trained here in the past. Um, You know, we're always a quick 90-minute drive away type of thing. Um, And from not only myself, but the entire Boom Athletics coaching staff and, and all of the student athletes that come through our program, we're all wishing you the very best and and hope that you do well at Mount Marty. Thank you. Thanks for having me.